Welcome to the Berkeley Local Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Johnson, small business owner and Berkeley resident, and I love to support the community around me. And on this show, we profile Berkeley businesses and businesses that support Berkeley. And on today's show, we're featuring Chris, who's the executive director of the Community Media Network, which is CMN TV or Public Access TV. They're based in Troy, nestled in a little industrial area off little hidden away, but they do TV production, media training, they offer resources to the public and a whole lot more. And I got Chris here and he's going to tell you all about it. Welcome to the podcast, Chris. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, Steve. Thank you. Welcome. It's a beautiful Thursday here indoors and it's 40 minutes past 3 p.m. Thank you. You're like a perfect radio voice. Obviously, you've done this before. I wanted to try out the radio voice here behind this microphone. I feel like I'm finally doing the program I've always wanted here, WCMN-TV. It's 341. Not sure how the weather is because there are no windows. Yikes, so. <laughs> right? Well, I'm, I'm staring out the window, but to not have sound in the background, I had to turn off my fan. So I'm starting to sweat a little bit in the Motor City Brew Tours headquarters here which is really my uh, third bedroom of my house in uh, Berkeley, Michigan. Ventilation is always an issue when you're recording audio because you want to dampen the sound, you want to cover up the walls, but then you realize you're suffocating. I feel like I could do the whole show on you just giving me tips to like do this stuff better. I haven't been able to do a show yet where I had someone uh, tech audio friendly on and uh, it's a it's a good treat thank you well we uh we had to reinforce the uh drop ceiling tiles here in the room i'm in in something called the solo studio pro which is a uh sort of like a, a radio tv podcast chamber with cameras all around and microphones and a desk and we're just getting ready to open this up to the public uh later this summer uh, but on on the drop ceiling tiles we had to put a lot of sound dampening material because the industrial building we're in uh, right above it goes straight up to like a, a sheet metal roof and uh, our area is full it's a very active canadian geese alley oh my god and they're always outside patrolling in the parking lots and <laughs> and they go up on the roof and every now and then if things are quiet you'll hear them like kind of take off they use that as a taxiway and a runway and they will actually run across the top of the roof and then and then leap off and you hear their footsteps are very loud through the building fortunately this room now is is soundproof so you can't hear that but as we were just saying, every time you soundproof something, you have to worry about ventilation and it can get quite warm. So it's always a tricky balance. When uh, I was went kind of pre-COVID, when I would tape this show at the podcast Detroit Studios in Royal Oak, they had a really good quiet room as well and it would get real hot. But the bonus there was they had a kegerator on site. So we would make sure we were kind of loaded up in the little studio there before we started recording. And then we'd forget it's hot because we were drinking beer. Now, is that, do you need a special license for that? Or is that sort of a, like a BYO, not BYOBK, right? Or, because uh, we, I haven't looked into that aspect of this. Yeah, that's a great question. The way they did it was it was free. I see. So okay. It's, if it's free, then it's all good to go. And, you know, treat, they have yeah. like kind of the donation jar, but they, right. they essentially bundled it in to really what you paid and said, here's a bonus service. Besides the fact that we got a nice bathroom in here, we got this kitchen and a kegerator and a refrigerator, and it was typically full of a hodgepodge of things, but it was a lot of guys who were into, you know, lots of different interests. So at the risk of, of at the risk of a digression, what is the difference between an ordinary keg and the kegerator, as you've said? Ah, well, you put a keg in this glorified refrigerator and you put a tap on the top of it 
and you got your CO2 system typically on the outside um, and you pull the tap from the top and that makes it a kegerator. So a lot of people convert those kind of smaller, almost like dorm refrigerators, just like the slightly taller ones that you might've had in college. Okay. And they, and they're, they're designed to put either a couple six barrels, a quarter barrel or a half barrel in it. And, uh, and then have like one, two, sometimes a four tap even on top of some of these devices. They're really popular with people that are uh, home brewers. I see. So it's also like, it sounds like a fraternity party go out, gone pro almost. Like, okay, right. this is the next step up. Uh, if okay. you went to the studio at night when they were normally open, uh, it would be pretty fun. Now, I would typically record during the day and have the place to myself, which was a nice luxury. Right. And I used to bike over there because it's off 11 Mile, uh, just the other side of Main Street from my house in Berkeley at the middle of the day, right? And I'd come out of there with this kind of semi-buzz, biking back all happy, like, ooh, I just did a show. and feeling like I really accomplished a lot there. It was a nice nice setting. I definitely miss it, but I'm glad we're able to do a lot of these remote. Although I, I do wish I, uh, at some point, got to go into the studio that you're in right now, because that sounds pretty great. Oh, yes. I, you were, I believe you were here in the fall in our main television studio for the Berkeley Chambers State of the City Address and the Address and the Best of Berkeley Awards. I, I was. was. Yes, and you were, I believe you won, uh, what was it, Business of the Year, Business Person of the Year or Business of the Year? What was it? Uh, where's the plaque? Uh, business Person of the Year, which I thought was funny. I loved being there and I, I, I thought everything you guys had was, was great. But I thought it was weird that I won that because really I didn't run my business in 2020, right? Right. That's not really why I won it after it got explained to me. It was because I'm volunteering and I created this show to help uh, highlight uh, Berkeley Chamber members like yourself. And that's been a lot of fun. And I've been uh, thrilled at um, the response that we've gotten from it. So let's shift gears a little bit. Let's talk a bit then about what you guys do. I gave a little bit of it on the intro, but why don't you give me kind of the pitch of what is CMN TV? Long ago in the mists of history, 1983 <laughs> to be exact, something called Oakland County Cable Communications Corporation was founded by a, a consortium of 11 cities here in Southeast Oakland County, including Berkeley. And uh, what did that That name, of course, was very long. In fact, it's still our legal name. Uh, somewhere along the way, though, they decided, well, those are that's just too many words, so we're going to DBA as Community Media Network. Still, still worthy of an acronym, but not as long. So what does that mean? So in the early 80s, when cable television was uh, invading the land, uh, every cable company, every telecommunications company who has to run equipment over public rights-of-ways, like sidewalks and public roads and using utility poles, pays a, a fee to a municipality called a franchise fees to, to use that right away and most of that money goes to the city's general fund but a tiny little sliver of it goes to something called PEG public education and government television so on your cable systems in Berkeley on Comcast and wow there are a couple channels uh, channel 10 on wow and channel 17 on Comcast in Berkeley is the government channel and you can watch all the exciting Berkeley government meetings. Uh, CMN also produces those uh, whenever they're live and replayed uh, live from uh, Berkeley City Hall. Uh, but the um, the uh, the P in PEG stands for public access. So that means that anyone who is a resident of Berkeley or the other cities can come in 
and get some very low cost training on equipment. And then if you're a resident of Berkeley, once you've completed that training, then you can come in and at no cost, you can make any type of program you wish to run on the public access channel, which is channel 18 on both cable systems in all of our 11 cities. And uh, back in the early 80s, there was an individual building in each of these cities, a studio. And over time, I believe it was the late 90s, they consolidated into one uh, CMN TV and they found this sort of central location uh, here in Troy. Um, And we're still going. The channel, as I said, you can watch on a Comcast and WOW Channel 18. We also stream uh, 24 hours a day at cmntv.org. And we have, as you saw when you came in, we have a full a uh, traditional television production studio you can get training on uh, we have edit suites you can come and learn to edit video uh, you can check out cameras and audio recording equipment and lights we have workshops for those and then we also uh, in the last two or three years we've built something called a solo studio which is sort of like it has robotic cameras on the walls all around and microphones and a desk and you don't need any crew you can sit there and run a show and pre-covid you could have uh two people in the room with you. It was a very small room. Uh, During COVID, most people have been doing shows either entirely virtual or they have just come in by themselves and all their guests are virtual. Uh, Got to be very popular room. So popular, in fact, that in December of 2020, we started building a larger room next to it uh, that can fit six people. Um, And then during COVID, uh, we continued building that. Um, Also during COVID, unlike the rest of the world, um, our demand for our services and our business skyrocketed. So we were already doing government meetings for four cities. We added a fifth city during COVID and all of the cities uh, government meetings switched, of course, from in-person to virtual. So we revised a lot of their equipment in their control rooms and their city halls and we helped run uh, virtual and now hybrid and eventually back to in-person government meetings uh, and school board meetings for some school districts. Uh, non-stop uh, for the last year. Um, we, If you watch a city council meeting in the city of Berkeley, if you watch a planning commission meeting in the city of Berkeley, even the zoning board of appeals of a lesser known meeting in the city of Berkeley, someone from CMN is uh, back in the bowels of city hall running the equipment. Um, we advise on the, how to update and maintain all that equipment. Uh, we were out last Friday at Oxford Park at the reopening and ribbon cutting of their new splash pad covering those events. On Berkeley every year they have a holiday lights parade. We provide live coverage of that. Um, and we do these sorts of civic events for all of our cities. Um, as I said, members of the public can come in and get training and use all of our equipment to make their programs. Uh, They can broadcast to our channel and to their own social media. And then on top of that, because that's that's not enough, um, we also do, staff does commercial productions for different commercial clients. Um, we've done stuff, as, as we said earlier, we did things for the uh, Berkeley Chamber of Commerce. We did the State of the City. Uh, shortly uh, after that, sort of in January, February, maybe March of this year, we did the Troy Chamber of Commerce uh, first ever um, Business Excellence Awards. And since that was all virtual, uh, just like you experienced that was in our studio with the award winners coming in one at a time. Um, and then most recently, we worked with a group out of Ferndale called the Michigan Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, and we've done two virtual conferences for them. Um, there's a lot of opportunity to come in and learn. Uh, the programming that runs on the channel is largely dictated by our members or citizens that come in. There's very, very, very few restrictions. Uh, we don't 
uh, editorialize or censor or really uh, guide or filter anything you, you do. Uh, you simply just can't uh, do anything commercial or make money on the channel, but otherwise free speech is, is wide open. So it's an extremely, let's say, eclectic mix of programs that are produced here at CMN TV. And, and I think when I clicked go. on uh, your website the other day and I went on the live stream, uh, someone was preaching. There's a lot of preaching that goes on. Uh, First Amendment is very big here at CMN. And in fact, usually our Sunday schedule is uh, is dominated by different churches and denominations and ministries throughout the region. Um, as it's been... definitely like another example of someone who had to start adding live stream. I know my my wife's church does that, although they did it a little bit before, but obviously it shifted and everyone was if that was if that's your thing that's how you're going to check it out at least until probably pretty recent yes we've had a lot of groups um some of them simply record their service and turn it in others go live from their uh from their house of worship to the channel and and online uh there's a big mix of that um, we also during COVID, we went to uh, the Berkeley Parks and Rec Department, and they normally would teach classes, fitness classes, to senior citizens. Uh, of course, they couldn't attend in person, so we would stream and broadcast those classes live with equipment we had set up there in the parks to go out to their citizens. Oh wow! Uh, I wasn't yes. even aware of that. So there oh, was a there was a we had a uh, it was a very unique program where the teacher was alone in the Parks and Rec gymnasium uh, doing a one woman uh, Zumba class, which I think was a first for I, I would imagine the county, if not the state. Um, during COVID and with their uh, students at home. We did that for the Royal Oak and Auburn Hills community centers as well. Um, so we've been sending out virtual signals through every possible medium, uh, at least for the last year, and uh, broadcasting all manner of civic events and public interest programming. Uh, what are we approaching? Four decades at this point. That's a long. That's a long time. I mean, you think about how much the technology has changed since 1983 to now. Yes, uh, it's astounding to me. Really, it's just mountains and mountains of uh, silicon chips and and miles of tape and heavy boxes made of metal. And, and over the years, all that's been changed out, uh, you know, maybe every three or four years. So now sitting in front of me right here, aside from this very robust microphone, um, the control service, which uh, used to be again, like a uh, size of, uh, let's say like a small uh, single person bed is now, uh, the control surface is now on an iPad we have here. So uh, it was also one of the things that made it a lot easier and a lot even more <clears throat> accessible for people is when we built these solo rooms, um, even though our, our, we in our workshops and classes, we strive to make it as understandable to people as possible, they can still be sometimes intimidated by uh, an abundance of buttons. So in these solo rooms, we've reduced everything down to just a touch screen uh, with a few buttons to make everything happen, uh, to make it as easy as possible. And once we, once we instituted that uh, in these rooms, um, we had tremendous uh, increases in usage uh, Things were pretty steady before that, but once individuals realized they could come in by themselves and just tap a few buttons and broadcast to the world, uh, we had some individuals have come in and done you know over 100 episodes every week they were coming in. We still have one woman, uh, Denise Bosworth, who's been doing, um, she's throughout COVID, even from her home, she's been doing shows through us. Uh, first, she started uh, once a week pre-COVID, and then during COVID, she's been doing two days two hours uh, a week of programming. Whoa. 
Right. <laughs> so uh, with her program, Extraordinary God. So um, and we have people uh, right now calling us and pounding on the door saying, when can we get in? I desperately have to get my message out. And uh, in the last, I'd say, month, we've we've gone back to allowing one person in at a time to use things. And as the summer progresses, we'll see how that goes and start allowing more more people in as things fully open up. I think that'll be the same thing I do with this podcast. I remember before all this, I had bought uh, this great multi-directional mic that plugged into an iPhone, but it was pretty robust. It was about a $200 mic, and it's been sitting in my drawer ever since because everything changed, and then I went all remote. But I was, I was super geeked to get out there and just be face-to-face with someone and kind of put this in the middle and just hit record and go and uh, see how it takes us. And I'll, I think I'll finally be able to do that with this show. But boy, you guys are really doing a lot of things. It's funny saying just like public access TV is really not a correct description. I mean, it is and it isn't because you really have so many other things you're offering there. Uh, yes. The yeah, I would, I guess maybe commu- the CM and community media and community media network uh, that, that helps sort of encompass it. And um, if you in many of the rooms uh, in the studios here, if you don't want to, if you just want to leave that microphone in the drawer, uh, you know, the staff here sets up and maintains all of this stuff. So you really don't have to do that much. Um, and we also have it set up where uh, we can integrate any graphics or logos uh, on the screens or backgrounds behind you. So we had a gentleman in yesterday. He drives down from Flint and he did two shows and he'll be back next week. He does a show on cryptocurrency and uh, called Crypto Kings. And uh, he brings in his various charts and, and we can connect his phone and the web browser. He just goes through and, and explains why uh, magic internet money is the future and, and <laughs> interviews people on, on what all of that means. Um, I would say that's probably at the moment the f- person who's driving the furthest. But we do also have people that are submitting programs uh, that have become members from around the country um, and, that turn in their shows. So it's a it's a wide, wide mix of individuals and programs and content. And uh, it also is, again, pre-COVID and, and hopefully after COVID, it's also sort of a gathering space so that uh, if you don't want to have everyone on your porch or your garage, uh, you can come in and have a sort of a third place in your life to produce these programs. Uh, there's there's meeting space, there's a lobby space, there's a kitchen. You can you can bring in food, um, and we also, um, on top of all of that, uh, for our the schools in our funding communities, Berkeley. Uh, during the school year, we cover uh, many of their school sporting events. So we've been to Berkeley's uh, field numerous times with football games, and of course, in COVID, that skyrocketed because there were very few people coming out. So we were broadcasting and live streaming right. football games. Essential. Yeah, and so from the Berkeley field, it was you know we did covered a lot of Royal Oak and Berkeley games when they were there. We go to Lindell Ice Arena. Because uh, Berkeley, I believe their high school plays on a consolidated team, the Griffins with Royal Oak and I think Clawson. Um, so we cover a, a lot of the sporting events for the school years. We just got done, just got done with uh, the graduation season, which is always a, a hectic, extremely crazy time. I don't I, how many graduations did we do? Maybe ten separate graduations. We did. Oh wow! <laughs> we did three this past Saturday at DTE for the Rochester School District. Uh, Saturday before we did four for uh, the Troy School District. Four in a row on Saturday. We did Berkeley's graduation at DTE on June second. We did Royal Oaks at their football field. 
Um, in years past, we've done them at Oakland University at the Arena when people were having graduations there. Um, and then during the summer, we'll resume uh, music coverage. Um, in the past, there used to be a thing called Rubina Rhapsody in the city of Berkeley. We would cover all of those band concerts. Uh, I'm not sure what Berkeley has planned this year, but we have stuff coming up for Troy and Royal Oaks Concert Band, outdoor concerts starting next week. Um, and if you take any of the classes and are a member here uh, in our production, we have two production vehicles. Uh, once you've gotten, uh, once you receive some of the training, you can also volunteer to work on those trucks and have a hand in the production of any of those wonderful events that I just listed. And do, do you get a lot of people that want to kind of volunteer their time in that way because they just like being around it? And yes, it, yes. And in pre-COVID, yes, we had a set core group of people who were interested in coming out and would, would travel through uh, from long distances or in the rain or, or elsewhere or, or outside of the city, even if it wasn't their city, would come and because it would get experience. Uh, first, you would start out running a camera, uh, but inside our truck, uh, we have, it's sort of a, a mobile version of our control room here. So we have crew positions for audio and directing and, and uh, running graphics. So as you gain more experience, you can work your way up to run any of those uh, positions and whether it's just a hobby, something you like uh, to do in your spare time or your retirement, or let's say you're coming out of high school or college and you're looking to gain experience and build up a resume, there's always a production we have that you can come and work on to, to build up those credits and get experience doing, doing any number of civic, municipal, or other events. How interesting. I, I wouldn't have even have thought of that as a question to ask you. Uh, I saw another thing you listed on your website which was called Promote Your Nonprofit, or what you called Reaching Out Programs. Yes, for many uh, what decades. What exactly is that? Is that something you still do? Uh, yeah, we haven't done much during COVID, but uh, for many decades, I'm gonna say decades, because it has been, um, we've done a, there's a simple uh, promotion. So if you have a nonprofit in our, our funding cities, um, you can pay a small fee and CMN TV staff will do a studio production uh, show for you between 10 to 20 minutes long. You can bring in a couple of representatives from your nonprofit and we'll do a quick interview with you, you know, find out what your nonprofit does, where they're located, if you have an event to promote, and we'll handle the entire thing and we can uh, deliver you a, a finished show that will run, run on our channel. You can put it all over your social media. You can use it in any capacity to promote your nonprofit. Uh, beyond that, uh, if you wish to get more involved and you have a, a staff at your nonprofit, nonprofits can become their organizations can become members here at CMN and their staff can be eligible as like sub members of that nonprofit and they can come in with special pricing, get training, uh, and then they can use our resources to produce video for their nonprofit promoting whatever their nonprofit's mission may be. So you, we have- Wow, one, I mean, that's yeah. an amazing resource to have access to. Cause yes. I, I know being a small business owner, but I've run events with nonprofits one, it's, it's, it's expensive to produce video if you don't know what you're doing. Right. And to have your resources available to do that on a, on a pricing scheme that would fall in line with what a nonprofit could afford, because pretty much most nonprofits just don't have a lot of money because that's right. how nonprofits are. Right. Um, wow. Yeah, so we, most of the nonprofits, uh, again, uh, pre-COVID, everything, they would a lot of them would just do the reaching out program where they can walk away with a very short promotional video um a few have have joined with their staff and they have received media training and then they can again use the equipment 
Uh, we would hope once we reestablish our training schedule that more nonprofits join. And again, they would get training and then they can use the equipment uh, at, uh, depending on their location uh, for either low or free cost to promote their nonprofit's mission. And um, or if, if you have larger events, we have had some nonprofits that have come in and have thrown large galas or award ceremonies or conferences. And if you don't think you can do it on your own, um, you can talk to the staff. And uh, aside from our commercial pricing, we can we can uh, set up nonprofit pricing if you want staff to produce something for you too. So we can work with basically anyone of any size and find something to to fit you and your budget. Lots of flexibility. So I, I just kind of looking at all the communities. So it's Auburn Hills, Berkeley, Oakland Township, Rochester, Royal Oak, uh, and Troy. Plus, I don't know how it was listed. It said Clawson, Ferndale, Huntington Woods, Pleasant Ridge, and Rochester Hills were... Yes, so all of those cities are in the consortium, but over time, okay. some cities have come and gone in regards to their funding. So if ah, you, gotcha. the, the first list are cities that are still providing funding. They're considered resident cities like Berkeley. Thank you, Berkeley. Uh, the other cities are no longer funding, but they're still in the consortium. Uh, again, the funding is not tax dollars. It comes from franchise fees that the telecommunications companies pay to the cities to do business. So at any point, uh, as has happened in our history, sometimes cities are on board with funding and sometimes they're not, they come and go. Um, at any point, uh, city council could vote to rejoin. But what that means for Berkeley residents, um, because your city is a funding city, if you're an individual citizen and you wanna become a member, it's only $25 for a year membership. And then Very a, reasonable. And then a two-hour workshop, like uh, for the rooms uh, that I'm talking about, the Solo Studio and the Solo Studio Pro, um, the two-hour <laughs> workshop is $15 for a resident uh, citizen. So that would be Berkeley residents. It'd be $15. And then once they've had that training, because they're Berkeley residents, they can come in and use the stuff for free to make their programming. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. And, and if you live outside of, of one of the funding cities, we have other pricing tiers that are a little more expensive and you do have to pay a fee to use things. But this is a Berkeley podcast, so we want to make sure that everyone at Berkeley comes in and uses everything. Um, we also did, what did we, oh, you're Berkeley, we were at Berkeley High School uh, during the spring. They had a number of school board meetings and we set up four cameras and a complete switching station on their stage so they could do hybrid and uh, socially distanced school board meetings. And I remember back when COVID, right after COVID began last year, that threw the graduations into a world of confusion. And for Berkeley schools, every year they have a choir sing at their graduation performance. They couldn't do that last year. So we went out and we filmed each choir member individually on their stage. We brought out lighting, microphones, and high quality cameras. And then we stitched it all together to create a video virtual choir for video for them. And oh, how cool. Berkeley is a funding city. Uh, there was no cost to the school for that. Wow, what an amazing resource. Well, Chris, this was a ton of great information. I really appreciate you coming on and explaining this. I have to admit before I came in the studio, I, I didn't know a lot about CMN and now I feel like I'm a pro here or solo pro I guess because you said that's the room you're in right the solo pro uh yes we'll, we'll be opening later this summer although I would imagine you didn't even know it if you ever I'm sure every week uh, every month you tuned into the Berkeley Planning Commission meetings and or you were <laughs> TiVoing it um, you didn't realize that the hand of CMN was guiding all of those in in the background it just seemed so effortless I, just, I didn't think yes. there were any hands anywhere exactly yes <laughs> 
Well, thanks a lot, Chris, for all this information. If folks want to get more information about CMN TV, where should they go? They should go to cmntv.org. And of course, if they live in Berkeley, they could turn on Comcast or Wow Channel 18. They can also call us up, 248-589-7778. And uh, we are, as I said, we're still in the process of determining our post-COVID training schedule. So we don't have any training right now. But I would imagine by definitely by the fall, we will have a schedule of classes and workshops running again. Well, Chris, thanks again for all this great information. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to the Berkeley Local Podcast. Stay tuned next month when we profile a couple more amazing Berkeley businesses. Thanks for coming on, Chris. Thank you, Steve.